Guys, welcome back to Why Didn't They Teach Us This in School, the podcast where me and Mick shoot the shit and talk about uh, everything related to struggles, life, health and fitness and everything that goes with that. So, episode number three, we're flying through and they've been, um, yeah, it's been great and we've got lots of great reception. So, as always, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it and please try to get the name out there as much as possible because... Yeah, it's just going to be something now for us to try to build up over time. So, Mick, all the way in Malaga still, how are you doing? Yes, all good, Mike. So, from the last spoke to you, I'm trying to think of what all I've done. I'm, it's one of them things, you know, when you're away and you're just throwing yourself into things, you feel like you've met that many people and done that many different activities and... Um, it's nearly hard to remember what day was what and do that in between, but... All has been good. Um, I've been trying to keep up my Spanish, and man, it's one of them things. I actually, I love it, but I hate it because you all—it's going to be very relatable to what we're going to talk about here. But you're always learning, and you make so many mistakes, and you know you always just have to be patient and just keep showing up. So that's definitely been so many times where you know you've been looking to say something but you can't get the words out and you're like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> but it's been good now definitely it's helped with the, the spanish and yeah just in general man it's um it's a, a great spot over here so what about you how is all over the other end of the world over in vancouver yeah yeah it's been good it's been very very good um the weather's picking up a small bit it's i, I can even feel the stretch in the evening it's such an urge to say it. the stretch in the evening is coming <laughs> the sun doesn't go down now until half five ten ten to six so it's been quite good we, we actually have the clocks they're going back in four weeks i think so we'll be nine hours ahead of ireland in, for for two weeks because irish times don't go back to two weeks after so that's going to be a bit of a test but um yeah i get so excited when the clocks go back i really do i love I love long days. I love bright days. Uh, it just it just makes the world the world a different place. So and a less scary place, especially in the morning. So yeah, all is good. My end. I actually um I got up this morning. I, I had soccer training last night, so it was went on late. And I got up this morning. I, I didn't think I'd do it, but I got up this morning and did a gym session at half six because it just really gets me going for the day. The, sometimes the hardest thing I find about being in Canada is that. When I get up to start my day, I, I go straight to work and I could be starting work at yeah. you know, six, half six. My clients are in the middle of their day and then I need to almost just be on it, you know, straight away. Like I need to be messaging them, motivated and everything. So I find that a bit of a struggle at the start. So I've been trying to just play around with my routine a little bit and see what gets me going in the morning. So gym definitely does. It just gets me in a better headspace because I've been listening to music. I have to walk to the gym and stuff. So yeah, look, that's been that's been good. And it's, it's really kind of helped my routine. And like I said, when the... The clocks go back now and the, the mornings get brighter, it'll be it'll be that little bit easier. But all in all, things are good and yeah, just trying to trying to keep building momentum with business and and social life and you know, experiences and everything. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good year. Brilliant man, love it. And as you said, it's all about sort of building that momentum and it's mad how even just that small change that you've made your routine by the sounds of it of you know, instead of going straight into work. You're doing stuff for you, and then when you are showing up for your clients, you're probably showing up a better coach and more energized and everything. So I feel like there's a lesson in that for everyone is, you know, if you prioritize your own self first in the morning, you know, that morning routine they always talk about, then it's going to set you up for the day. So, yeah, brilliant, yeah, man. 100%. And, and I think that segues nice, nicely into our topic today, which is going to be based on a lot around, um, I suppose, mood and 
fear and you know like taking taking action and and feelings and how it affects everything and i suppose like just just that the reason i love morning routines is not not morning routine but just trying to get on top of things early in the morning is that it, it can it can just change your outlook for the day and things can be just so much better because i always feel and i've said this a few times already in this podcast but i always feel like the morning time is is the hardest time in terms of your outlook in life especially in the winter um it can be just feel scarier I can just it can just feel some more cynical it can just feel like you know all you want to do is is sleep and it's it's very hard to rewire your mind sometimes but i suppose what we t- we'll be talking about today is that we very much have a lot of control over how we feel on a daily basis do just just by taking different actions and, and that for me has been has been a big one for, just to just to get me a bit more i suppose um just a little bit more heightened in the morning where I feel like I'm, I'm more on it, but I also feel more confident in myself because I, when I have energy and I put the things I'm saying, because the one that, one of the hardest things I found in the morning is, is, you know, I'd be saying things and try to motivate someone, but like, I'm not really believing it because of the way I felt and feelings yeah. are such, such a powerful thing. So we're going, we're going to just today, guys, we're, we're just going to talk a lot about, um, I suppose the feeling of failure and not wanting to put yourself into something and maybe just a little bit about like, grow versus fixed mindset like not instead of you know grow being you learn from from mistakes or, or struggles or things you go through fixed being very much you think that's just the way you are and you can't do anything about it okay so Mick I'd love for you just to maybe like start us off in this and maybe I guess like talk us through some of your experiences of of not not reaching your potential or maybe like in the past having like made decisions based on on the fear of failure or the feelings you have in a given moment. Yeah, so I suppose you look back at absolutely anything and it could even be something like starting the business. Yeah, maybe I had fear of, oh, I'm not good enough or, you know, there was that initial fear of failure. So you maybe talk yourself out of actually doing, even starting it and it can hold you back. But it's probably something that only recently, Mike, I've realized how much I have improved in this area and in terms of my relationship with failure. And it, it was nearly by default I realized how it has improved because I actually, to give a bit of a backstory, but I have been on antidepressants for the last seven months. And I felt in such a great place coming to Malaga mentally that I was like, and I'd spoke to my therapist is like i feel like i want to start weaning myself off them because you just can't come off them cold turkey and um, i actually made this mistake when i was on holidays before where i forgot to take them for four days and you get really nauseous and really sick and dizzy and oh it's horrible but anyway so i felt that it was the right time to start weaning myself off and basically then even though things were going well in malaga i just got waves of loneliness and waves of feeling down and and nothing even related to like hangovers or anything like that this was sort of like through doing all different wholesome activities and meeting people and that but it just made me have to pause and take a step back and go no i'm not actually ready to come off the antidepressants and in the past i would have really beat myself up and said oh you're you're a complete waste of space and you're going to have to take the antidepressants for the rest of your life and you're absolutely useless. You know, I would have been so negative towards myself, but I suppose I nearly was able to catch it and just go, right, 
it's just not the right time. It's it's going to happen eventually. I will come off the antidepressants at some stage, but it's just not the right time. And I use that, and I'll, I'll talk about maybe in future episodes in more depth what led me to go on them. The antidepressants, because I actually had been prescribed them, and I sat looking at them for four months before I would actually take them because I felt like I was a step backwards, simply because I like to try and take a very holistic approach and a natural approach to, I feel like movement's one of the best forms of medicine and you know all the sort of mindfulness stuff you can do i don't like to be turning to tablets to fix something that you know maybe is in your control so it's i suppose we can go we can go off on that uh, later in the, this episode or another episode but just to give people that backstory that that was uh me getting on them but it, it was only through default as i said it was like last week when i went back onto the antidepressants I was like I wasn't being so hard on myself like I would have been in the past and even to me I'm like that was such a massive win because this is something that you've pointed out to me as has other people close to me that sometimes I'm very hard on myself and it was nearly nice to have that realization and you know just be sound to myself or be compassionate and don't need anyone else to tell me that and don't also be berating myself but as I said, for anyone who's maybe not at that position, this has taken me so many times to fail to actually get there where I feel that I am even able to spot that. And like I still have the times where I do get really inside my own head and you know beat myself up and you know be too hard on yourself and maybe uh, like don't lean into that discomfort and you know maybe do let fear of failure overcome me but it's like everything the more you expose yourself to it the more you you know improve that relationship so does that make sense what i'm saying mike yeah 100 percent. and um i suppose my follow-up question on that is like what what do you think has changed or like is is this something that has gradually got better over time for you just kind of realizing it or is it something that you feel recently has really improved um like yeah but what's changed in your mindset between you now feeling do you know what it's okay that i that i'm going back on these i'm, I'm making progress forward and i'm just not the right time compared to before where you'd have been like this is 10 steps back after me thinking i was on top of everything um do you know if that makes sense yeah no that's a good great question so i suppose it's probably a number of things but the first one i suppose like if i was to break it into different steps one of them would be like just being as i said more sound to yourself or the more technical term in psychology is more self-compassionate. So like, you know, taking it easy, not being too hard on yourself and, you know, trying to ease yourself back into things. Like if that's activities, like for me, it could be, you know, just going for a walk or doing something that, you know, is delayed gratification that maybe you don't want to do at the time, but it's going to have you feeling better after. So, I would do that there instead of in the past, I would have numbed out and just sort of like put up a barrier and just been like, yeah, fuck this here. I feel like shit. I'm just going to like sit and watch TV all night and binge on Netflix, maybe scroll social media and feel worse. And maybe in the more recent past, it would have been like throw myself into work and, you know, just be busy. But again, you're not actually sitting with that sort of loneliness or you're not actually sitting with emotions. And more destructive times, I would have maybe turned to, you know, like alcohol or even gambling or even sometimes drugs 
just to numb out, you know. So I no longer do them things in the sense that I'm not trying to numb out and, you know, avoid it, like putting a plaster over a friggin' broken leg, you know, it doesn't work. And I suppose I've just realized that all these things come in waves and they will pass. Like I, c- I can only speak from my own personal experience, but for the majority, I know it's a very uh, cliche quote, but it's like, is it, I might, I might butcher this, but it's like, this too shall pass. Is this, is that correct? I have no idea, but it sounds good. Right. It sounds good, so we'll go with that. I'll, I'll label that as if I created it, but I didn't. Stole it from someone. But yeah, like just realizing that it comes in waves, and like that's the big thing I've realized even with the depression, that and anything, it comes in a wave, but also it's like, okay, you don't need to react to it every time. And the more that you can build that self-awareness, like the more I've worked on building that self-awareness and getting curious and becoming my own coach as such, and you don't need to be a coach to be your own coach, just to hammer home that point. Just be like asking, you know, questions like what actually happened? What caused me to drop off in terms of my energy, my mood? And then maybe like, right, what could I do differently differently next time? And there was just like some real trivial things. Like I feel like I burnt myself out too much in terms of the social aspect. And then I was throwing myself into things that I didn't really want to. Um, because you know, you're just exhausted and then you were maybe a bit insecure or, you know, all these things that, you know, it comes, as I said, in waves, but then you're able to pick yourself back up and go, okay, all right, I'll know next time to maybe pull back a wee bit more and, you know, rest and fill your own cup up. And then I suppose the last thing is just like sort of committing to the long-term process and just taking responsibility and just going, right, I'm not going to turn to that victim mode and going, ah, yeah, I'm depressed. This is, this is just the way things are. And, you know, nearly use that as an excuse for maybe being irrational with your own choices or being a prick to other people. I'm just like, you know, it doesn't give you an excuse. Yeah. It's just then going, all right, this is where I'm at. You know, you can, as I said, you can take responsibility, be a bit more sound with yourself, but ease yourself back in and then, you know, still just do the things that's working for you and realize that it will pass. The more times it happens, you're going to get more insights and then just sort of keep showing up. So yeah. I hope that makes sense. Absolutely, hundred percent. And you know, it's I, I could take this in a million one ways because that's an amazing, amazing insight. Um, but something I always say to my clients when they start with me because a lot of clients that come to me are very much they're very hard on themselves, and I guess a lot of the stuff they go through it's, it's similar in a, in a sense, but it's probably tied more to their maybe you know their physical appearance, their self worth, um, and food generally as well. Just like the emotional eating, it's but that's their drug, that's their outlet. But I always say to them when they come on board, I'm like. We need to find that healthy balance between, as you said, self-compassion, but also the ownership side. Because I think we can we can go, you know, too far to the end of every extreme. So like if you if you're if you're too self-compassionate, you can become a victim. It's like, well, look, do you know what? I need to take it easy myself because this is going on, this is going on, but never actually pull yourself out of it. So you could also go to the other end of it, like of taking too much extreme ownership where you're actually beating yourself up and saying, This is all on me. I've got no one to blame but me, but me and actually be extremely hard on yourself. So there's a lovely little middle ground there to be had where you're you're compassionate for your your situation, the way you feel, and just life in general. But you're also taking ownership for your results. And you're like, okay, but nothing's going to change if I don't change. I'm not going to be a victim in this and I'm going to actually do something about it. And something you said that was very interesting to me was like when you're in them um them like headspaces, it's 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 quite hard to pull yourself out straight away. And I love the way you talked about the long game. 
because the long game is is the hardest thing in the world to when you're in a headspace to, to think about um all you like you said you want is that instant gratification just to pull you out of it but it's like if you can actually just really focus in on you're not going to come out of it straight away and, and i suppose that's hard for a lot of people as well it's like you know i i, I use it like an analogy with, with a client like that steps would say dieting when they're when they're not doing what they need to be doing and the weight isn't going the way they want to go, they don't beat themselves up because they're like, well, look, I haven't been doing this stuff anyway. But then they give it one good week of dieting and then the weight doesn't move. And then they really get annoyed about it. Well, I'm, I'm doing it now and it's not working. But like the same could be could be used for for this example where, you know, you're feeling like you're not actually turning to negative behaviors. You're not turning to alcohol and drugs. You're not, you're not doing, you know, the things you were done in the past. You're doing all the right things. And you're still feeling this sense of of loneliness or disconnect, and that can be a hard place to be because then you're like, I don't know what to do now. I I don't know what's the next step for me. But like you said, it comes in waves. And I guess when you think long game, then behaviors you're doing right now may not help you in that moment. But I could you can be sure that you look back in a week or a month and actually be very proud of yourself for how you dealt with it, and you'll be feeling much better in yourself. So like, I, I guess we don't have all the answers, that's for sure. But I guess the biggest the biggest thing to say here is like, we can't, we, we haven't got the answers to this. And we can't put ourselves out of low feelings sometimes. Sometimes it is what it is, and we don't have the answers to it. But I guess all we can ever do is commit to, to doing our best with it, and commit to trying to do the right things most of the time. And then from there, just just have the, I guess, belief that it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out for you. Yeah, and that all it all really makes sense, Mike, in the sense that as you said, when you ha- when you think long term and you have that belief, I think that's the two things then that is in your favor. And then it's again, I mean, you have to put the work in. And I suppose one of the biggest insights that I've had as well is that it's not going to be a matter of oh, once I wean myself off the antidepressants, I'm not going to have any of these waves of feeling low or, you know, that's not the case because that's not reality. So I know that even though when I come off them, it's not if, it's when, because I have that belief that it is going to happen. But I realize there is going to be periods where I'm going to feel, you know, down again or stressed or anxious or low or whatever. But I feel like it's, building that sort of or um, filling your toolbox of you know things that work for you and even small things I guess it's very random Mike but like one thing that I've realized that um, helps me massively with my mood is just listening to like upbeat music because there's times I would have been when I was like maybe feeling low mood I would have like all oh, right I'm gonna meditate here using one of the apps or watching a YouTube video and I actually felt worse after it whereas I just stick on maybe some upbeat music and I actually felt that worked for me better at that time. So it's not to say that you shouldn't do any form of meditation or anything like that, but it's just trying different things. And then again, as I said, building that awareness, what, what works for you? And now sometimes I just like throw the headphones in and go for a walk and I feel like a new person when I come back. Do you know that sort of way? Yeah, I do. I do love that. So ha- having just tools like you said maybe to get you through it and like it doesn't mean you have to be thriving after listening to music but it, it might just be enough for you to 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 get through the moments with, without turning to the self-sabotage behaviors uh, uh as such as well so yeah 100 percent agree with all that and like and just i suppose bringing it back to the, to the fear of failure and stuff making i know we we work with a lot of clients that um how always have this within within like you know weight loss or our you know, their fitness journey in general because 
do you know that fear of of starting something and failing at it again and being judged for it can be can be really hard because do you know when that judgment comes from from others it also comes from himself and like i guess the way the way we want like everyone to look at this journey is that like you're you're going to look back in years to come with either you know regret that you just let that fear of failure stop you from from being your best or in your scenario Mick, where you just felt like you were being really down and again you could turn to a victim mindset of you know i can't do anything about this now this is just the way i am or you can look back in years to come and say, do you know what? I, I struggled there, but life life was always going to throw struggles at me. And I, I built myself up. I built the foundations. I did the things I needed to do at the moments to to bring me through it and, and be strong enough to deal with all the stresses that were going to come and that were inevitably going to keep coming. So I think, I think if we can just look at it from a perspective of stress is going to be there and it's always going to come. Like difficulty is going to be there. Like for you, make like you know, you have that that low mood that hits you. For other people, it could be something else. You know, it could be it could be like constantly stressed and anxious about about work or a relationships or you know, feeling never good enough in certain areas of their life. So, them stresses are always going to be there. And I guess again, it's just, we just need to bring it back to what can we do in order to build ourselves up. What's the next step we can do to build ourselves up to deal with this better? Um, and like whether that be like you know listening to music or going to the gym or getting out in the fresh air or having a conversation with someone that is, is, you know, like uplifting or, or whatever that might be to you. It's just like you said, using them tools to the point where you get out of it quicker or you can deal with it better, you know? Yeah. And that's, and you, you said something there, Mike, about, um, all oh, the minds went blank, but, um, basically everyone's, yeah. So it was basically you were saying about, you know, it may be low mood for me, but for someone else, you know, it's going to be context dependent. Everyone's story and everyone's circumstance is completely different. But one thing that is going to be universal, and I can say this very easily after saying everything I've spoke about so far, is that you're not going to want to do the certain things that may make you feel better. But as you spoke about earlier, it's that delayed gratification. It's not actually only doing the, the things that make you feel better when you're feeling good because if you do that you're gonna be not even half of the year maybe more percentage of the year maybe 50 60 percent of the year you're not gonna want to go to the gym you're not gonna want to you know maybe go to bed early you're maybe gonna want to eat more food or you're maybe gonna want to hit snooze 10 times instead of getting up to that gym workout but i think that's a big thing that i've learned it's like if you're always waiting to have that willpower and motivation to do these things you're going to be in the same position because I can say that was my issue years ago. And I suppose that's one thing that I've noticed has changed in my mindset. And as you spoke about that growth mindset and realizing that there's going to be more struggles, there's going to be more times where I fall off track and it's part of the process. And it's just going, right, how can I learn from that? Whereas me, maybe a few years ago would have been like, ah, I can't do this. This is yeah, it's a load of shit. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing and wait until I'm motivated to get off my antidepressants or wait until I have the willpower to do these things. But until then, I'm just going to sit on the dating apps, scroll social media, go out drinking and, you know, just numb out, which is everyone, again, everyone deals with it in different ways, but there are some of the common things that, you know, seem to pop up. Yeah, for sure. 100%. It's funny, Mick, because I actually, um, I, every, every week now, right, I take a sticky note and I write something down in it. That's going to be in front of me all week. And this week, right, I, like that. 
I yeah, it's it's been quite good. One of my um, I have a mindset coach that works for me on the on my my um in my coaching right, and she's she was something just she just said that we should do more, and I thought you know it's a great idea because it's 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 in front of you all the time, and it's just going to remind you to do it. But the thing I wrote down this week, which was just coincidental, was action over feeling. So taking that action over the feeling, like and let the feeling almost come after taking that action. And I've been doing it for the last few weeks, and like. If if I was to say there was one like game changing thing for me recently because I've been in a really good place recently, it it was that it was that mindset of like taking that action and then let the feeling follow. So it's like a really powerful question you can ask yourself during the day is like when you go to bed tonight and you look back in your day, like what will make you you know happy, fulfilled, and proud of yourself for what you've done? And like for example, the gym example is perfect. So it's like you know we all like us as as fitness instructors are. Uh, coaches we don't we don't be motivated to go to the gym i went to the gym this morning i wasn't motivated to go to the gym or work out i was telling myself excuses yeah but again it's just fighting them thoughts and asking yourself right how will i feel after i finish this workout how will i feel tonight when i've ticked when i look at my like my to-do list and i've ticked all these things off and more often than not you're going to say you know i'm going to feel really good proud and that momentum just spills into the next because i think like a lot of the times and you probably had this a lot as well Mick, like when clients came on board there was actually one client that came on board to me um last week and do we i there's a lot of support within the group and she gets um a lot more than just a plan like she gets like the the emotional support that goes with it and stuff that's helped her or the stuff that stopped her in the past we we help her overcome that um and a lot of that is the self-sabotage and, and belief issues but like the, what she said to me is like she couldn't get over like how supportive i was being to her and like she said in the past she, she was just a number and that she she used to get a plan and and just go and do it and the point i'm trying to make here is like we often go we, we often go from zero to 100 and we think when we start something new that we need to be extremely consistent with it all the time or else it's a failure whereas like a lot of the times we just need to like i say action over feeling but that doesn't mean i'm going to take action every single time and if i don't do this now then my whole my whole um strategy of, of writing down action or feeling on, on my notebook is, is a failure it's not it's not about zero to 100 it's not about always doing the right thing it's about you moving that needle and the, the ratio in your percent are the percentage in your favor that you're doing it most of the time so much so that your results start to come in you're um starting to move the needle in the right direction and just you're building momentum and i think it's just a great way to uh it's just a great way to look at life instead of thinking again all or nothing zero to 100 it's it's just about like being able to deal with the the struggles that you've had and the failures you've had and something you said to me before we came on was just like you know that that feeling of when when you when you struggle at something or you like quote unquote fail at something it's like you have the two options of learning from it or you have the option of um of of giving up on it you know and like that that's always going to be the key element to anyone's journey and especially for clients to come to us that's the biggest thing it's like when they struggle all is great when when they're motivated and they're going well but when they struggle that is always the hardest part because they have to try to come back from it and and learn from it and just the last point i'll make in this and i'll shut up it's like <laughs> I, I'm loving this. When when you're when you're in that moment, and you you've talked about it, Mick, like you, it's the last thing you want to do is maybe be reflective. The last thing you want to do is is like just the, the the logical thing in the moment. So sometimes it is just about getting through it. Sometimes it's about like like using the tools we talked about there to get through. You know, if you if you fail, for example, if you like, let's just say again, example, come back to a client that comes to us. If if they had a really bad week. Instead of like in that moment trying to be reflective, why am I having the bad week? This and that, because your emotional brain has already taken over. So that's going to be just like a pointless, a pointless exercise. Instead of doing that, 
just stabilize yourself, get back to basics and make yourself feel better, get a small bit of momentum and then reflect on it after when you're in a better headspace. Reflect back and yeah. say, okay, I'm not just going to avoid this and pretend it never happened because that's what would have stopped me in the past from actually moving forward. I'm going to now reflect on the the week that just happened. I had a client yesterday that texted me. She goes, I didn't do a check-in this week, Mike, because it was just a poor week and I'm going to get back on it this week. And I got back to her and I was like, no, this is the week we need to do a check-in. This is the week we need to talk about what happened this is the week we need to not make the same mistake again in the future and like she was like oh i never thought of it that way because it was always about doing good and being good but like no one needs to check in when they're doing well because they've already got they've already got you down yeah. so yeah sorry for the ramble but it just uh it's just no but that's brilliant and i think it's yeah it's like it's very true and like when we avoid when we avoid it and only check in when things are going well or it's like only doing the things when you feel motivated it's all very similar then they were all human and it goes back to everything we're saying. We have to be sound ourselves. But there's that, and you made a great point. There's a fine line between being sound yourself, but taking the piss and falling into that victim. So, yeah, look, um, I know we're approaching that 30 minute mark, Mike. So I don't want to ramble on. So I just want to reiterate those five points or those things that I spoke about earlier, just quickly, because I feel like people can, it's universal and it's going to help with them um, overcoming that fear of failure. So, first one would just be, sound to yourself and be compassionate after that is just watch what you are turning to if you fall off track if you're numbing yourself out you know what is it the things that you're going to and is this actually just short-term fixes third thing is just remembering that everything will come in waves and it will pass and then the fourth thing is to try and learn from each experience and try and get curious become your own coach and what happened and then lastly commit to doing the work and taking responsibility for making the changes so that is a well i think it's a good podcast mike so what do you reckon man i'm happy with it i'm happy with it i guess the viewers or the listeners are the only ones that can that can judge that so like and share guys like and share (laughs) do do that rate the podcast as well i think there's a there's a uh, we probably should be looking this up a bit more but i think there's a way that you can actually rate the podcast but i think that's a great way to finish mike because um it's nice to like just give pe- people some practical takeaways because we talk a lot about stuff here and some of it can be a little bit kind of like, oh, that's interesting, but never actually very practical. So like having them practical takeaways at the end, I think is, is really, really powerful. And with, with all these podcasts, guys, because we are coaches and we always strive for like change and action and results, not just like theoretical knowledge. We, we don't want to just kind of put concepts out there and think, oh, that's very interesting, but never actually help change anything for anyone. So just try to take one thing away from any podcast we talk about. If there's one thing that hit home with you today, just take it away, implement it, and and just watch as that starts to, over time, build up, and and things will change for you. Um, it won't happen overnight, but they will change. So, Yes, I couldn't agree more, Mike. And all that makes sense. So, look, this has been brilliant. Thanks for listening, folks, and we'll catch us again. Um, yeah, look, great way to finish, Mick. Thank you for um, summarizing them. Thanks for the for the listeners, guys. As always, again, appreciate anyone that has listened to it. It's amazing for us to put this out and actually you know, be able to talk shit for half an hour. <laughs> People actually listening, so really, really privileged to have have a chance to do this, and really glad that um, there is a few people listening and getting something out of it. So, guys, as always, have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you in the next one.